Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Some Republicans getting beat last night, Hammer, in some special elections. Uh, New York and Pennsylvania. Hell, in New York, they flipped uh, that seat that George Santos had, a Republican that Congress expelled for being a fraud. Uh, that went from red to blue, which makes the majority uh, of Republicans in the House that much smaller. So New York and Pennsylvania, apparently mail-in voting was a big deal. And this is a problem for the Republicans because the weather was awful on the eastern portion of the United States. Some sort of nor'easter going on right now, right? Right. Some big-time snow. Big-time snow, cold temperatures, so a lot of people didn't go out and vote. They didn't have to. They just mailed it in. (laughs) And this is where the Republicans are vulnerable. Yeah. Even with the vegetable that is Joe Biden right now, You can't count him out because the way the Democrat machine works together for mail-in voting and ballot harvesting, the places where it's legal, and let's be honest, they probably do a little bit of it in the places that aren't legal as well. Meanwhile, the Republicans sit around with their thumbs up their backsides, and I get it. Republicans are the, we want to go to the polls the day of the election people. I get it. I'm one of them. But the Republican machine, I'm talking about the party as a whole, they've got to be better at getting people registered to vote. And then after you get them registered to vote, make it easy for them so they don't forget to go vote. Because not everybody is all in on this stuff like we all are. Some of those drop boxes like they did during COVID. Put some of those drop boxes at, uh, you know, a gun range, maybe a church or something like that. (laughs) Set up tailgates outside of SEC football games. Do something. (laughs) But what's happening right now is the Democrat machine. Say what you want about the Democrats. Are they shady? Sure. Are they incompetent? Probably. But they're together. They are a cohesive unit when it comes to working together. Even if they don't buy it, right? Gavin Newsom does not buy what Joe Biden is selling. Perfect example right there. Everybody's behind Joe Biden. They they would refuse to admit that he has any sort of right. mental f- uh, problem with his mental fitness. Chuck Schumer, we played that clip the other day. Oh, no, he's fine. I talk to him every day. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Sure. They won't say it. They may feel it, but they won't say it. And it doesn't create division. And they are really good at going door to door and making sure if they physically have to take your hand and fill out the ballot, it gets accomplished. So this is why a lot of people were wanting Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC, to step down a long time ago. Underwhelming, underperforming in elections. What well, sounds like that's going to be the case after South Carolina. It's not official, but I think the worst-kept secret is that Ronna McDaniel's time at the head of the RNC is coming to an end after South Carolina. Now, Donald Trump wants one of his loyal buddies to be the head of the RNC, but he also wants his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, 
to be the co-chair. And last night, Laura Trump went on Newsmax, I believe it was with Rob Schmidt, and talked about the problems that the Republicans are having. We need to be playing chess and not checkers, and and that's exactly what we've been doing, unfortunately. And as you just pointed out, the Democrats have been playing a completely different game. We need to catch up, and we need to outdo them at that game. We better have, at the Republican National Committee, a ground game operation the likes of which this country has never seen. We better be doing voter registration in record numbers. We also better be doing legal ballot harvesting all across this country, because those are things the Democrats always outdo us on. And let's face it, Rob, we better start telling people to go vote early. We have this notion that it would be nice if we had one day of voting. I would love that. You would probably love that. We'd love to give people the day off of work and we'd love to have paper ballots. We don't have it right now. So we need to bank enough votes going into election day that we aren't trying to play catch up that day. And what's important to remember is you don't have to like mail-in voting. You might think it stinks. You might not like ballot harvesting, but there are places where it's legit. And this is a thing that the Democrats are doing, and they're handing you your backside right now. So you can either change, adapt, and fight fire with fire, or sit around, mope, and complain that, well, all these mail-in ballots, I don't know if they're legitimate or not. There's a better chance of you getting your butt up and in action than overturning the courts when it comes to mail-in ballots. Here's a little bit more from Laura Trump. Here's what I can tell you. The RNC needs to be the leanest, most lethal political fighting machine we've ever seen in American history. That is the goal over the next nine and a half months. If I am elected to this position, I can assure you there will not be any more $70,000 or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was spent Mm -hmm. on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number (laughs) one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States and saving this country. We have no time to waste. We've got to get to work. We've got a lot of money to raise, and we need to ensure that every penny goes to those things that I just mentioned. Otherwise, you're right. In perpetuity, the Democrats are going to beat us. And by the way, ballot harvesting just means, you know, third parties collecting and delivering ballots uh, in some states where it's legal. So you don't even have to go. You go pick up the person's ballot and you deliver it to the polling station. And again, this became prevalent in 2020. Right. Uh, You don't have to like it (laughs) because it seems like a lot of shenanigans could take place between somebody randomly picking up a ballot and dropping it off. You don't have to like it, but you have to understand it's out there. And you can either not like it and lose or get off your backside and fight. And I like what I heard there from Laura Trump. But let's see if there's any action that takes place after South Carolina. Republicans have to do three things. They've got to fundraise better. They've got to get mail-in ballots out there. And they've got to register new voters. Now is the time. Look how vulnerable these Democrats are. They should be out at every major event, every major city, registering new voters. Set up a place outside the grocery store, outside of a car dealership. Hey, tired of paying for these prices? Maybe you vote Republican moving forward. If you've never voted before, let me help you. They're not doing that right now, and you're seeing what's happening. Now, Donald Trump, he's not necessarily blaming mail-in ballots for the blowout win in New York last night that flipped a House seat. He's blaming the candidate. 
So Donald Trump tore into the uh, Republican candidate that used to be a Democrat back in 2012 that recently became a Republican. Trump puts out there that the fact that they didn't endorse him was the reason why they got beat. Because this was not a Trump Republican that was on the ballot. This woman that was trying to replace George Santos, not a Trump fan. So no endorsement. Donald Trump doesn't endorse them back. And that's how you end up losing a House seat. Where are we at with this, Nige? Because I would like to see Donald Trump take a page out of the DeSantis playbook and start lifting up other Republicans. Because that's the one thing Ron DeSantis did really well in Florida. If you were a school board member, if you were running for council, he would make sure he'd stump for you and lift you up. Yeah, I right now, Donald Trump, the thing he should do, because Biden's in all this trouble with that special prosecutor's report about the declassified documents and him not being able to fit to stand tr- trial, he should probably shut up, lay low. I'm not sure a lot of these Republicans want Donald Trump's endorsement. Um, this in this case, he's saying it cost this woman her seat uh, to replace George Santos as a Republican, which in turn flipped to Democrat there in New York. So it just depends on if they want the endorsement or not, right. whether it's good for them in this specific circumstance with their constituents. And sometimes it's location, right? Donald Trump, he was the one that said, we've got to get Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Even yeah. though he lives in New Jersey, uh, he tried to carpet bag a seat and- That's how you end up with Senator Fetterman. So not all places are all in on Donald Trump, but I would love to see him be way more active in trying to pick up some down-ballot Republicans and build a little unity here. Fix that RNC, build some unity, and try to fight back here a little bit. Uh, Allison, can I please have some mood music? How romantic. Oh, man, it's Valentine's Day today. Of a Hallmark holiday. Kind of. My wife and I both agree this day, eh. You know, some women make a big, huge deal about it. Some guys do too. We're not those people. My nine year old does, though. She loves it. Got Kids a bunch are of, one thing. Got a though. bunch of Valentines and uh, taking them to class today. They're all exchanging, and um, it's it's. She loves it. She's into it. But kids, yeah. I get. Okay, I'll make the exception for kids. But if you're a grown woman, if you're a grown man, and somebody gets mad at you because you didn't get them anything for Valentine's Day, yeah, right? It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> How about you love each other every day? Is that asking oh, too much? Is that asking a little too much? Listen to you. Love each other every day. And if you're somebody that bought a card today, because a lot of people are buying the greeting cards, the Hallmark cards. How about this line of new cards that we've released from Hammer and Nigel that I don't know if they're going to do the trick or not. Every year here at Hallmark, we're forced to reject thousands of less than quality Valentine's Day cards. This Valentine's Day, please try to ignore the sign that says Predator taped to my door. Some (laughs) simply don't meet the high standards of a quality greeting card company. I wanted to share the love we both found, so please don't think I'm a jerk, but I took your panties and passed them around (laughs) to all of my friends at work. Now, for a limited time only, you can purchase these factory second greeting cards for up to 50% off. When we're making love, it's really quite nice. I guess because you're charging me one half the price. (laughs) This year, we're giving you the best Valentine's 
Valentine's Day gift of all. A huge savings right here. I think I love you mostly because I secretly sleep with your sister. I really can't tell you which one it was, but one of you gave me a blister. Oh, come on. Now, those cards were rejected, but we've got some approved Hammer and Nigel Valentine cards at WIBC.com, and they're pinned on our social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Hammer and Nigel and check out the Valentine cards. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Hi, honey. I know you can hear me somehow. I wrote you a poem for Valentine's Day. Roses are red, and so is your skin. You probably should never take medical advice from me ever again. Happy Valentine's Day. My name is Nigel. That's Hammer. How many people do you think are getting engaged today? How many cheese balls are popping the question (laughs) on Valentine's Day? I know our friends at Diamond Direct are hoping a lot. Yeah, last chance to get on a big sale at Diamonds Direct, by the way, today. Huge sale today. Yeah, it feels like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day are two prime times where cheese balls pop the question, right? (laughs) And probably doing so in a public manner. Oh, yeah. Where plenty of people can see them. Because it's not really a proposal unless you get the approval of strangers. So ridiculous. Um, On this special day on the calendar, Valentine's Day, uh, Joe Biden, President of the United States, do us a favor and tell us what love is about. I mean this involved my heart. Marriage is a simple proposition. Who do you love? Come on, take a little walk with me, baby, and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? Thank you, <laughs> President Biden. And I was thinking about the whole proposal thing. You know, today is one of those days where a lot of people will indeed get engaged. And I totally forgot about this. Great moments in engagement history. And Nige, I think this may have been some of your finest work. Me? I need to know if you guys can help me out real quick. I want to propose to my girlfriend over the air. And what's your girl's name? Tanya. I was going to have you guys do it because I'm standing right here looking at her. She doesn't know I'm doing it. Uh, can't she hear you? No, she's inside of work and I'm standing outside on my cell phone. Well, I think it worked better if I could actually talk to her. <laughs> Why don't you give her the phone real quick? Walk in there and give her the phone. But after you give it to her, leave, all right? Don't don't stick around. Go back out. Okay, hang on a minute. Yeah. Here she is. Hold on. Hey. Got about this. Hello? Hi. Hi. What's going on? Nothing. Do you know who this is? No. This is uh, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-uh. Your boyfriend just told me he's been cheating on you. <laughs> that ain't funny. I know it's not funny. I don't know why you wanted me to call and tell you. He didn't. I will punch him in his face. Is he being for real? What do you say? <laughs> What's he doing? He just walked outside. <laughs> Just look at him and say, is it true? Okay. <laughs> I guess he didn't know how to tell you. Is it true? Is it true? Get the f- out of my car. <laughs> Did he shake his head yes? Yeah. Okay. I guess he didn't know how to tell you. That, that, he, that he cheated on you. Uh, no, no. I, what I would do... Since he's been cheating on you, smash his cell phone into the ground right now. Damn. Throw it down. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Hello? Oh, my. Hello? It's just a joke. Can you hear me? Great moments in proposal history, Yeah, Nige. that was a different time in my life. <laughs> I was a little more surly. Uh, I like to get into trouble. Um... Wow, that I, I was not expecting that. That was a long time ago. <laughs> From the archives, <laughs> that man. Was, that was actually that aired on this signal when it was when this was known as Radio Now ninety three point one in the early two thousands. I never, I never got the follow up on what happened there, but I f- do feel bad now. Here, twenty some odd years later. Now, for those who are not proposing today. <laughs> But maybe you're planning a little something special. You want to get in the whole love kind of vibe of Valentine's Day. Hammer and Nigel Motels have something special for you. Oh. And and we've hired a special pitch man. Morgan Freeman here. <laughs> Today's Valentine's Day. You looking for the perfect romantic destination? Well, then visit us here at the Sweetwater Motel. For just $39.99 a night, it's an unforgettable love nest for you and your lucky gal. Get swept away in the romance of our coin-operated vibro bin. (laughs) Enjoy the mystery of figuring out where that hair on your towel came from. Yes, romance is in the air. And so is the stench of B.O. from the perv watching you from the window as you writhe in passion <laughs> and pain from the bedbugs. The Sweetwater Motel. We'll leave the bullet-riddled bug zapper on for you. Well, there you go. Hammer and Nigel Motels. Beautiful. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest in studio. The news director here at 93 WIDC is John Herrick. John, today is seven years since Abby and Libby went missing in Delphi. Wow. Ultimately, their bodies recovered. Seven years of questions and chaos, honestly, Mm -hmm. just from a news director perspective. Walk me through what goes through your mind when you see this date pop up every year on the calendar and with all of the things going on in the news cycle now? Well, I think one of the biggest things that's difficult about being a news director or covering news in any capacity is 
having to discuss the death of children. That's that's something that none of us in the newsroom look forward to doing. And so, and not just a death, a yeah. heinous murder. Yeah, it's just it's awful. And and I came here. I, I was here about a year after they were found, so I had to get caught up to speed uh, on the case by my colleagues in the newsroom at the time who were there when it happened. Um, and my first encounter with it was hearing the audio clip of Down the Hill, right? right. The, the, yeah. the, the supposed the, the supposed killer saying that to them, and that was you know recorded on the phone. Um, and then you get through the whole rigmarole of you, you went year after year after year with no arrests, no suspects. A lot of press conferences, yes. no yes. real information. Yeah, and then you remember the one press conference where Superintendent Doug Carter of State Police basically said, I think this it be, be possible the suspect is in this room. And then they released a different sketch. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember, remember that? that? I mean, yeah. first there was the initial sketch, and then they released another one that was different from the one that they sent out the first time. And and everybody was just so confused. I mean, you left that press conference going, are we closer to finding somebody or not? You right. know, and, and eventually, of course, Richard Allen was arrested in 2022. But then all of the things with that case where his attorneys are thrown off of it, now they're back on. The Supreme Court hearing happens. A lot has happened in, in seven years for sure. You know, you wouldn't think that a crime of this magnitude in such a small Indiana town would have so many different layers to this story. But you're right. I had forgotten about the different sketches that came out Mm -hmm. and the overly dramatic press conferences. And look, we've told Superintendent Doug Carter this. You know, we consider him a friend. He comes on this program. But I was very critical of those press conferences. It was frustrating, yeah. It was frustrating because there was no information, and it just felt like they were doing them to do them. Yeah, I I think that that is also frustrating from a news perspective because when you do find out that there are these press conferences, you expect there to be significant information and you plan the news cycle around getting it. And then you're like, well, this isn't much here. Well, how do we, what, what do we tell the public? It's, and so we, we felt like we were dealing with either conflicting information or no information at all or not much updated information when they had that new sketch come out. And then I think, you know, when the, when the arrest happens, you're thinking, okay, then yes. we'll get a trial and yes. things will go smoothly. And it has not gone smoothly. And and you just you think about what the poor families have been through and probably wondering, are we ever going to get justice for our two daughters? And that's, I think, where the biggest question is now, where the case stands. And that's really what it's about. You want mm-hmm. these families to get justice. You want them to get closure. We haven't heard a lot from the family members throughout this past seven years. You know, we hear a lot from everybody else, mm-hmm. from, you know, podcast investigators, television folks, radio folks, law enforcement. You've got private eyes working this case, but the families have stayed pretty low-key. Yeah, they have. And, and But when they do things, they just basically, I, I think Libby German's sister, Kelsey, just when, whenever, for example, whenever she brings things up, she wants to make it about, hey, let's remember these two girls. Yeah. Let's do food drives. Let's do different fundraisers and or whatever and just show pictures of them from their youth when they were happy and remember what they were like before this this uh, this event happened that took their lives. And I think that's that's the main thing that they want to stay focused on because I think even they know that for their own mental health, if we get bogged down in the weeds of this case, it's just gonna it's just gonna be draining. Well them. the case is bogged down yes. in the weeds 
right now. It started with the arrest of Richard Allen. Then they complained about the treatment in the facility he was staying in, and they motioned for, uh, you know, wh- what jury pool are we going to be drawing from? When and where is that going to happen? We have the uh, a prosecution listing off, you know, 20 different uh, counts of contempt that they say the uh, defense has done. Mm-hmm. The defense has asked the judge to be removed. Um, it just seems like bombs are lobbying back and forth between the prosecution, the defense, and the judge. And I'm hoping the judge can keep control of this thing as we move forward, because it does yeah. seem like a controlled chaos right now coming from the defense. Yeah, she doesn't have an easy job, Fran Goal. And I think some people think she overstepped her bounds, but she's also, like you said, Nigel, trying to make sure that everything is not becoming a circus. Overstepped her bounds in terms yeah, well, of remo- yeah. removing, uh, originally removing Richard Allen's uh, attorneys. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I and there was the whole instance of uh, there was the staff member of one of the attorneys that leaked yeah, the photos there's of, that. of the, the crime scene. Th- that was a huge deal. Yes. The, the yes. crime scene photos, those horrific photos leaked. Yeah. That was a big, big, um, big mistake, a yeah. big deal and, and could jeopardize the case. Yeah. And I think if you're a family member of one of the two girls, oh you're just like, gosh. OK, now I'm definitely withdrawing myself from the public eye after that incident. We're chatting with John Herrick. He's the news director here at 93 WIBC. Uh, seven-year anniversary of Abby and Libby going missing in Delphi. What is it about this case, John, that is garnering national attention? Because I'm not trying to be callous here. Unfortunately, there are murders every day, including Mm -hmm. children every day in this country. But there's something about this case that has captured the attention of America, and it seems like when this trial does happen in Indiana, it's going to be one of those trials where you're going to see major news networks with their trucks mm-hmm. outside, a media circus. Why do you think that is? I think I do think the original aspect of the fascination of it came from the tape, came from the down the hill tape, and I think that the fact that there was a sketch, and I think that people thought, wait, we well, have there a... was, and there was a picture, and there too, picture. Yeah. yeah, and so people are like, wait, there's a sketch, there's a picture, there's audio. Why can't they find this guy from a small town? Right. So that's that. That's what drew, I think, people into it. It's that's unsolved. What, right. Yeah, that, that's that's what made people fascinated by it, was that it took a while for them to make an arrest. I think that was what made people upset, and that's what made people drawn into the case about unsolved crimes where you feel like if you're sitting at home watching this that you could solve it. So I think the average person saw that and thought, you know what, this should be solved. And then the fact, the fact that it happened in a small town with a great community of people where this doesn't normally happen. And so I think that really uh, angered people. And and because people that live in these small towns in Indiana have a lot of pride. They have a lot of pride in their communities, and they don't want events like this to be associated with it. And I think that's another thing that's frustrated the people of Delphi and the surrounding communities. And, and that's another thing that draws networks in, I think. Yeah, I think the um, law enforcement, including the FBI, has their hands full, especially with the tip line. And one of the biggest mistakes people were making were uh, posting side-by-side photos of the sketch and who they think was the killer. Right. And that really did not help their investigation whatsoever. I and they were getting hundreds and thousands of tips. Yeah, police were. Um, and we got 
got we got tips in the newsroom, They're Nigel, kidding. where people would call in here, and be like, oh, I think I know who the Delphi murderer is, and I'm like, why do you think that? And then of course they would lead us down a path that went nowhere, and I'm like, but you know what? I'm not mad at those people yeah. though. I'm yeah. not mad for them saying I think yeah. I might know who it is. Yeah, I'd rather have somebody try to help than somebody not do anything at all mm-hmm. and help. Maybe they would know something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is why we That's tried to treat we, tr- we treated every call with that respect, but un- unfortunately it was frustrating at the time that it went nowhere for those what five years until the arrest of Richard Allen so if this trial starts on time and there's a lot of questions about that a big if that's a big if but what is the plan for the WIBC newsroom for what could be the biggest trial in Indiana maybe since Mike Tyson yeah I well we're gonna have uh, a reporter on the scene there uh, uh, you probably are familiar with him his name's Donnie Burgess and Donnie really has uh, we are all very familiar with the case in the newsroom but Donnie has a particular passion for it um, he's done a lot of uh, long-form reporting about it he's done a lot of uh, reporting and far end of the year special that we aired uh, at the end of 2023 about it so and he has told me that he wants to go cover it in person so he'll be there. He'll be with us every step of the way, updating our social media feeds and and sending us audio to, to play in newscasts. And so he'll be there uh, every step of the way. And and we will also be covering it back in the newsroom, too. And again, we're planning on it starting in October. But like you said, may not happen that way. John Herrick, News Director, 93 WIBC. John, thank you so much. Thanks, John. No problem, guys. Thank you. All right, Nige, let's talk about something much happier than that. I would love to. Let's give away some concert tickets. We've got two tickets to give away to the Party Gras 2.0 tour with Brett Michaels. Cool. It's coming to Ruoff next summer. Caller number nine right now gets to play the game. 239-9393. 239-9393. Caller nine, good luck. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. My friends, this is Brett Michaels, and you're listening to my friends right here, Hammer and Nigel, and they're about to rock your world. Brett Michaels bringing the Party Gras 2.0 tour to Ruoff, Friday, July 12th. You've got Brett Michaels doing all the hits from Poison. Special guests, Don Felder, Lou Graham, Dee Snyder, and Chris Jansen. Fun show. I'd love to see Lou Graham from Foreigner. That'd be amazing. And Teresa yeah, happened be- to be caller number nine. Teresa, how are you? Hi, thank you. Hi, Teresa. You doing okay, Teresa? Everything all right? Yeah, I'm doing great now that I finally got through after weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> thank um, you. Now, here comes the hard part. You have to earn the tickets. We're going to play a little okay. game called Party Graw or Needs a Bra, and this is how it works. I'm going to give you a uh, statement about somebody. It will either be a statement about Brett Michaels, 
the man leading the party gras tour, or Chris Christie, a fat guy that might need to wear a brawl. You get two out of three correct. We're going to give you the tickets, okay? Okay. Number one had a reality show where he would make out with skanks. Party Grawl or Needs a Bra? Party Grawl. Party Grawl. There we go. Rock of Love, yes. I believe, is the uh, show you're referring to. Yeah. Uh, all right, Teresa, get this right. We're going to throw a party, and we're going to give you the tickets. All right. Is fat. <laughs> party Grawl or Needs a Bra? Needs a Bra. Yeah! There we go! Assuming you're talking about Chris Christie there, because that's a yeah. pizza bra. Yeah. I mean, you put Chris Christie side-by-side side next to Brett Michaels, and you tell me who the fat oh, one is. Oh, man, he could use Brett Michaels as a seat cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, have fun at the concert. And again, the rules are, because you won the tickets, whoever you go with, they have to be the designated driver. Definitely. All right. Thank, thank you, guys you so much. You got it. Stay on the line, Teresa. Nige, you're kind of the uh, the rock and roll guy here. You're kind more of. into rock than I am. Yeah. So tell me what you think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominees for 2024. The nominees were announced over the weekend. Yeah. Now, again, not all of these people are going to get in, but these are the folks that could get in. Mariah Carey, Cher... Foreigner. It's about time Foreigner actually get nominated. Peter Frampton. See him too, yeah. Cool in the gang. Lenny Kravitz. Oasis. Sinead O'Connor. Ozzy Osbourne. And Shaw Day. Now, those are the new names. The wow. returning folks. Yeah. These returning folks include Dave Matthews Band, which I believe we're going to be giving away tickets next week. Mary J. Blige. Tribe Called Quest, Jane's Addiction, and Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd love to see Jane's Addiction in there. I'd love to see Ozzy. I mean, I think Ozzy's already in with Black Sabbath. But it's nice to see, like, yeah, Peter Forever, Foreigner and Peter Frampton weren't even nominated. I was scratching my head on that. There's a bunch of bands still that, um, like, you know, I'm just off the top of my head. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Bad Company or Eddie Money or Boston or the bands like that, Grand Funk Railroad. Did Pat uh, Benatar ever get in? I know she was left uh, off a couple times. I don't yeah, know if she I mean, ever made it one in of those or not. Names. Um, I don't know if Phil Collins is in as a solo artist. I know he is with Genesis. Cool in the um, game. Now, they're not rock and sure, roll. I don't have a problem with any of those. No, yeah, yeah not, not at all. Those are all top-notch A-list um, performers. You're not somebody that gets caught up in the name rock and roll. No, Hall I mean fame, it should be you? it should be music Hall of Fame, but no, I'm not. You know, NWA's in the Rock and Roll Hall right. of Fame. You know, LL Cool J, or as Joe Biden once called him, LLJ Cool J, <laughs> that boy with the big legs. Those are Joe Biden's words, not mine. Um, but it's like you know, get get REO Speedwagon in there, and in Scorpions, and in I, I did Soundgarden. Did they get it? I can't remember if they were had had finally gotten nominated and in. I can't. I, I, I don't know. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm fine with all of those. I'd like to see every one of those bands get in. Go back to Cool and the Gang. Uh, their front man Robert Cool Bell passed away a number of years ago. But he used to be my go-to when we booked big events at the casino because he had a side project really? called Party Planet, and they played all of the hits from Cool and the Gang, and you know he brought in some other. Uh, 
performers, but it was basically cool in the gang, just named something else. Used to have his number in my phone. But uh, yeah, cool in the gang, Lenny Kravitz, Sinead O'Connor. Come on. She had like one or two hits. Why are we putting Sinead O'Connor on that list? All right. Coming up next, we got the top stories of the day. We will celebrate some more Valentine's Day fun with you and rumors of a special message from AI Joe Biden. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! And it is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. She's a doofus. Uh, She says, quote, history will not look kindly on the impeachment of Biden's disgraced DHS secretary, Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas, for willfully violating his oath of office. Here is KJP. will not not, uh, look kindly on House Republicans for this blatant act of uh, what we believe to be unconstitutional unconstitutional bipartisanship. And so we believe that uh, what occurred last night is is, um, is baseless. It's shameful. Uh, We have to remember this is is a, a secretary who worked really hard with the Senate to try to get that bipartisan agreement with obviously with Republicans and Democrats when it as it as it relates to the uh, border security and we believe if that had been put into place if we had, if it had been moved forward it would have been the the tough yes the toughest but also the fairest uh, piece uh, piece of legislation obviously would have been into law uh, that would have dealt with a broken immigration system beginning to deal with that and obviously the challenges that we see uh, at the border well, first of all you already have a, a security plan in place the house passed it last year it's a hr2 the border security act Schumer sitting on his fat ass and uh, not doing anything with this is um, the uh, by the way I, I think Mayorkas lied in front of Congress when he said the secure border was secure hell we had a, a clip of him yesterday saying there's a crisis at the border when a few months ago no 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 crisis at the border hammer I don't know how you feel about Mayorkas getting impeached but I uh, I, I mean I th- think the house accomplished something finally I, I thought House Republicans had such a slim majority that they'd never get anything done. But I, I do like these committees they're doing to highlight Biden's family corruption and and showing that the American public and how much of a disaster the crisis the border is by impeaching a guy that's in charge of its security. I don't like it's symbolic. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, doesn't have any power in this situation. But I think the public needs persuaded that Biden, Mayorkas, and their ilk are, are all derelict in their duty. I think Mayorkas lied to Congress when he told him the border was secure, like I just said. And I mean, it's never going to get out of the Senate, right? No. But there's, no. there's, there's, there, I want there to be, there needs to be a trial. The Dems are even trying to get out of now having to have a trial um, to warm their way out of that. But let's hope that doesn't work because we, we get a giant highlight reel of, at least for a few weeks of Mayorkas and Biden and the border under public microscope with a trial. I, I Again, it's, it's more symbolic, but I think it can still be powerful. And this guy needs to be held accountable for his dereliction of duty and what I think is perjury under Congress. I can't believe the Republicans pulled it off. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. I'm surprised yeah, that's, that's, they didn't screw this up right. because normally they do. They screwed it up before. That's such a good point, yeah. And they actually did it yesterday. Now, should Mayorkas be impeached? I don't know. 
But Donald Trump should not have been impeached either. So I'm an eye for an eye kind of guy. If they want to pull that bull crap, then you got to fight back. It's like that scene in Revenge of the Nerds where the nerds had their house destroyed by the Alpha Betas. So right. in response, they go on a panty raid and set up cameras. <laughs> set up hidden cameras in the sorority right. house. Yeah. And then the president of the <laughs> National Lambda 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 Fraternity, UN Jefferson, is on the phone and says, I'm glad to see you nerds finally fought back. That's where I'm at That's with the House of Representatives and the yeah. Republicans right now. Yeah. I'm glad to see you nerds finally fought back. Uh, more from Corrine Jean-Pierre. She was doing her press briefing today, and she was getting a lot of questions about Joe Biden and whether or not he should take a cognitive test. Does the White House think that the the idea of the president taking a cognition test, a cognitive test, as a part of this uh, physical is a legitimate idea, particularly just on the heels of the special counsel report, more polling, as my colleague Selena just mentioned, showing that many American people have concerns about that? Look, I got this question last week as well, and I'm just going to say what the what uh, Dr. O'Connor is kind of a uh, what he said to me about a year ago uh, when the report came out last year, uh, obviously on his physical, uh, which is the president proves every day how he operates, how he thinks, right? But by dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the the American people, whether it's domestic, whether it's national security, and so he shows it every day on how he thinks, how he operates. Uh, and so that is how uh, that is how the Dr. O'Connor sees it, and that's how I'm going to leave it. Somebody get some salt because she just twisted herself into a pretzel, <laughs> saying that Joe Biden's fine. It's the, it's the first president in history, I believe, to refuse a cognitive test, which is probably the most important part of his upcoming physical is the cognitive test. And I can't believe they're actually letting him get away. Nah, I don't need to take that. No, please. You have to take like a cognitive test to drive, to do a lot of things, but apparently not to be the president of the United States. And this isn't the first time the old geezer's gotten defensive. One of our favorite clips that we play all the time on this show Sad. goes back to when a African-American reporter from CBS was interviewing Joe Biden and asked him if he should take a cognitive test. <laughs> Please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken the test. Why the hell would I take a test? <laughs> Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? <laughs> or are you a junkie? What do you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> So you look at this guy who happens to be a black guy and you say, are you a junkie? <laughs> How did he not, you know. That's like saying, you know, you take a test where you're taking cocaine. Oh, you a I junkie? Lo I love that How did clip, he get man. away with this stuff? How did people let him off the hook for that? But apparently Joe Biden's fine, which brings us to another edition of Joe Biden's Fine. <laughs> and now, Hannah and Nigel present Joe Biden's Fine. I'll point out here uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, you know was up there. I don't know, man. I, it, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed so much going up and, uh, near a new EV factory in uh, 
And that, uh, that Hummer. What was that? This has been Joe Biden's fine. Nothing to see No cognitive test needed. None. No. He's fine. Uh, Allison, can I get some mood music, please? Oh, it's a very special date on it the is. calendar, Nige. It is. A lot of people are going to get pregnant tonight. A lot of people are going to get knocked up tonight. A lot of people are going to get engaged tonight. A lot of people are going to pass out and not get any tonight. <laughs> Using my hand here. <laughs> my hand's right up there with yours. Um, if you're looking for a place to maybe go out to dinner, right? That's a thing that happens on Valentine's Day. Hammer and Nigel Show has a little suggestion for you. This Valentine's Day, make it a romantic date she'll never forget. You don't need roses or chocolates or jewelry. This year, show her how much you love her by making reservations at Waffle House. What the hell? Yes, it's an evening she will never forget. What are you thinking? Warning, you should probably not make reservations at Waffle House unless you're intending to break up. Reservations for Valentine's (laughs) only at participating Waffle House locations. Waffle House. Didn't you take uh, the wife to uh, White Castle on Valentine's Day one time, or was that your anniversary? Um, I believe it was Valentine's Day, and they had candlelight and the whole nine, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go take a look at the roads with Matt Bear, I think what we need right now to really get in the spirit of Valentine's Day are the Valentine's Day plans from A.I. Joe Biden. Oh. Merry Christmas, you sacks of crap. Joe Biden here. The good doctor, Jill Biden, and I have special plans. After taking a seven-hour nap, I'll wake up and eat supper. Then, Jill will slide down my presidential diaper, and we will have embarrassing gross sex. I always know when the job is done, when the liver spots on my skin have beads of sweat on them. We try to be as loud as we can when we have relations, so we drown out the sound of Hunter and his friends doing crack with various hookers and widows from our family. Oh. Then I'll take another five-hour nap. We'll cap off the day by watching Matlock together. And at some point, I'll probably poop myself and talk to a few squirrels. Well, happy St. Easter, everyone. Let's go, Brandon. AI Joe Biden with his Valentine's Day plans. Thank you, Mr. President. That was very romantic. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I will run some stories by you. 
You break down all the information and give us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? So, after the Super Bowl ended, they were showing Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They were hugging. They were kissing. A lot of people were trying to figure out what were they saying right there. Was he going to propose? Was he going to say, I love you? Well, you don't have to wonder anymore because he was mic'd up. Mm. Take a listen. Thank you for oh, coming, I baby. I can't believe that. Thank I you. I can't believe you. I Thank you for the support. How you Thank you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across that way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. Yeah, sure, sure. That's something. That's romance right there. That's new romance. I didn't hear any I love yous. Yeah, you po- you're quick to point that out. People heard that and said, why didn't they say I love you? Or they're not saying, are they not at the I love you stage yet? And you don't um, want to be the person that rushes into that and you don't right, get the response. Right. I love you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> if that's, that's awesome. If that's the response, <laughs> then you're in, you're in trouble. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, but but it kind of sounded like he was talking to a fan almost. Yes, thank you for your support. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Appreciate the support. Did she come from... Allison, wasn't she in Japan or something performing and she flew? Yeah, 24 hours beforehand, she was in Tokyo. That's and right. And then she flew out to LAX, then LAX to Vegas. Okay. Okay, so yeah. But they, it's private jet. It's not like she hopped on, right. you know, a Southwest <laughs> flight, you know, and it's was pretty. in the middle seat somewhere, uncomfortable the whole time. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a nice piece of romantic audio for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Now, speaking of the Kelsey family. Yes. Jason Kelsey. Honestly, my favorite of the Kelsey brothers here. His older brother that plays on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Kelsey went to an Adele show out in Vegas before the Super Bowl. Really? She does a residency there, I believe, at Caesars Palace. So he's in the crowd, and he yells out, Eagles! Do we have any Chief fans here tonight? Do we have any Keeping On fans here tonight? Oh, sorry, Chief, you're outnumbered tonight, aren't you? But don't worry, this is a big, loving, loving show, so you're going to get on. <laughs> you sound drunk and like you're a football fan. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's something. Can we play that again? Just play the part where he goes, Dig out! Dig out! <laughs> we have, you, you sound drunk and like you're a football fan. <laughs> I can hear you, tell you one thing. He was drunk. Yes, he uh, was. If I'm having to sit through an Adele show, I'm getting a nice, solid buzz. I'm going to hear it one more time. Eagles! Eagles! <laughs> <laughs> that was Jason Kelsey. But look, you know, I got to say, sorry, Adele. If you think Jason Kelsey sounds drunk, Fetterman says, hold my beer. The Eagles <laughs> are so much better than the Eagles. <laughs> Eagles! I got to be honest, when I was watching the Super Bowl and I heard the announcer say there's a streaker on the field, I was willing to bet the farm it was Jason Kelsey. He likes to take his clothes off. I thought a shirtless, pantsless Jason Kelsey was streaking on the field. I was not aware of the streaker. That's the first I'm hearing of the streaker. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm assuming... It always pisses me off when the camera cuts away with stuff like that. Right. It's the most interesting part. (laughs) Don't cut away. Have you ever been to a sporting event or a concert where there's been a streaker? Mm, no, but I did see a, a couple people get on the greens at the Waste Management Open while I was there over the weekend. Okay, yeah, they ran tackled. out on the yeah, course. Yeah, some guy did. Um, I saw he did. Um, 
like snow angels in the sand. <laughs> right. He got in one of the bunkers. He was shirtless, and he uh-huh. started doing snow angels, and the cops tackled him. Okay. So that's as close as I've been. I've yeah. seen a guy in underpants run out on the baseball field. <laughs> I was at uh, in St. Louis for Cubs and Cardinals, and it's middle of the fifth inning or something. Some dude shirtless, tidy whities gets out there on the field, makes a run for it, and then the security team finally catches him and beats the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best is where they get out on the field and the players tackle them. Oh, yeah. And they leave. I mean, they don't hold back. There was a guy on the 40, I think it was the 49ers, a couple of years ago that, like, just speared the guy and yeah. beat the hell out of him. You don't know what that guy's going to do. You don't right. know what he's capable of. I'm not mad at him at all. Like, beat the hell out of him. They ran on your field. Is this anything? A store clerk in Washington State defended himself from a wood be burglar who pulled out a knife on him by pulling out an even bigger knife oh. on the suspect. Here he is talking about defending himself and his business. He said, hey, listen, this is a holdup. I said, okay. Well, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> and he jumped back there and fell down. I hold this on him. I just want to scare him. I don't want to hurt him. No, you should have heard him. Of Absolutely. Course, of course, this is Washington straight, ultra left-wing progressive Washington probably would have put you in jail for defending yourself. Right. The state would have awarded a settlement to yeah. the guy trying to rob his business. But it just kind of reminds me. So wait, the guy, the burglar pulled out a knife and the guy goes, oh, I don't think so, and pulled out an even bigger knife, which kind of reminds me of that scene in Crocodile Dundee. He's got a knife. <laughs> He's got a knife. <laughs> One of the most iconic scenes yes. and phrases in that time period in, in cinema history. That's right. not a knife. This is a knife. That's a good yeah. call. That's fantastic. That's modern day Crocodile Dundee. Right. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Still keeping an eye on uh, Kansas City. There was a shooting after the uh, Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, it looks like nine or ten injured. Uh, reports of one person dying. Um, uh, two people have been detained. From what I'm seeing on Twitter, they look young, and it looks like some sort of... I, you know what? I don't want to speculate at this time, but it doesn't look like this was some sort of crazy, intentional mass shooting aimed at innocent civilians. Um, but I, I will reserve that for, you know, we'll keep an eye on it and let you know. We'll give you an update. Um, but this was, again, this was after the parade and people were still there. And, it, you know, it just sucks, man. People that are celebrating their Super Bowl win. Right. Because of a couple A-holes. Um, now the, people are in the hospital, reports of one person dead. At least it's, nine uh, people uh, shot, and there's some crazy video on Twitter. Like, if you scroll through, one video looks like a group of Chiefs fans, the crowd, yeah. tackling somebody that might be one of the gunmen. So, again, don't know for sure what's going on there, but what we do know, um, the police are reporting one person dead and at least nine injured in this shooting at the celebration and parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I'm watching this them tackle this guy right now. I I don't know. I'm not, I'll, I'll reserve my speculation for when I find out more information. But this doesn't look like some sort of 
to me anyway, it's, this is not some sort of planned mass shooting, you know what I'm saying? Right. But who knows? We'll give you more. We'll keep an eye on it here uh, as the day progresses. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, he was fired up. He went to the Senate floor and was ripping fake Republicans in the Senate that want to put America last. You know, the 22 senators, Todd Young of Indiana included, that were really adamant about making sure Ukraine got their money before anybody here in the United States did. Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel apparently are way more important than the United States right now to 22 Republican senators, and Rand Paul's had enough. Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month. And all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready, and fly to Kiev. On Friday, they will take the $60 billion to Kiev, crack the champagne, and meanwhile, each day, between five to 10,000 people come across the border illegally. Talk to your buddy from your state, Mitch McConnell. Well, look, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe Rand Paul missed the part where Mitt Romney said this was the most important vote we'll ever take as U.S. senators by giving a bunch of money to foreign entities and nothing for the American people, nothing for the invasion at the southern border, the crisis, as Alejandro Mayorkas, the failed DHS secretary, called it not too long ago. And Mitt Romney said that was the most important vote. the most vote. important vote we will ever take as U.S. senators. Shut Ridiculous. Up. Uh, let's play a round of Is It Racist? Oh, wow. It's time to play Is It Racist? Here to explain the rules is AOC. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? <laughs> The Chicago mayor, oh, he's very yeah. proud of this new program where black-owned businesses were given $17 million to feed illegal immigrants, but white-owned businesses did not qualify for this program. Oh. The $17 million investment for these 18 black and brown small businesses is really the... Um, It really captures what I call the soul of Chicago. It's who we are. So I know that giving somebody money based on the color of their skin is illegal, but is it racist, Nige? Well, yeah, of course it's racist, dude. There's no small business owners that are white that need to feed these. First of all, here's what this is. I mean, the the African-American community in Chicago is is completely uh, uh, out of their minds upset with the Democrats letting these illegal immigrants flow into their city, use their facilities, use um, uh, taxpayer-funded um, uh, you know, giving them bank cards, like prepaid bank cards. So I hope um, these business owners aren't stupid because I think what this is 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 money to placate the people that are angry 
Um, the, the A little vote buying. Yeah, of course, vote buying. Yeah, here you go. Nothing for Whitey, of course. Sure. Nothing for Whitey. But um, here you go. Here's a little money to hold you over because we've played soundbite after soundbite, clip after clip of the the inner city community there in Chicago. Very livid, very upset. If you don't do something about this, we'll do something about this. I remember that that clip at a city county council meeting. And so I, I, I hope and I know these business owners aren't dumb enough to fall for this because it's it's yeah, here's here's 17 million. See, you're more optimistic than I am. Not only do I think these people will fall for it, they will go back and vote Democrat again come November. They're going to complain right now, and then when the rubber meets the road and they get back there and they can fill out their ballot, there is no way they're going to vote for a Republican, and then nothing will change in Chicago, and the same people that keep voting for the same policies will just keep bitching and complaining. We have got a Hammer's Hero. Oh, my goodness. It's time for Hammer's Heroes. What have I always said, Nige? I like it when bad guys die. Dateline, Texas. Texas man who was sleeping in his truck because he got into a fight with his girlfriend, so he was sleeping in his truck. Shot and killed a habitual car robber oh. with his AR-15. There you go. Police say the man was sleeping in his four-door truck when the alleged robber entered into his vehicle that was parked outside of the apartment complex in Houston okay. about 3 o'clock in the morning. Here's a report from a TV affiliate in Houston. The suspected burglar is dead after he tried to break into a car where a man was sleeping. We're told the man who fired the gun was sleeping in his car because he had just gotten into a fight with his girlfriend. <laughs> when he woke up, he has this strange individual in the truck with him. Uh, he grabbed his gun and uh, shot him multiple times. They shouldn't be out doing it in the first place, but, uh, you know, I don't believe he realized that the uh, report he was sleeping in his truck until it was too late. According to the sheriff's office, the man who was shot had already stolen from several nearby cars before the shooting. We're told the man who fired his gun stayed at the scene and is cooperating with officers. I bet he won't be stealing anymore because he's no yeah. longer with us. I like it when bad guys die. And I hope other bad guys watch this and see this. And maybe this is the only way crime will start to... Um, uh, subside in this country is if citizens start fighting back. Right. You're not going to get you know. any help from the justice system. So sure. if you're a law-abiding citizen, if you've legally got the right to carry and you're trained and you know the law, sometimes things happen. And, and the, by the way, the robber had a Glock in his yes. pocket, so he was armed. Yes, the police report said the robber had a Glock pistol in his pocket. I don't feel sorry for this guy at all. Some people are going to say, "Well, look, he wasn't didn't, you know, threaten this guy. He didn't know he didn't even know he was in there for for that matter." Sorry. Don't break I the mean, law. Don't yeah, break into cars. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, the equivalent of a carjacking almost. Right. I I, I don't I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for uh, I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry. That's the greatest sentence ever. Um I don't feel sorry for the guy at all. I'm glad no, he's dead. Yeah. Let me just say that. I'm glad that he's dead. More of that, please. I've got some sad news to pass along, Nige. Sad news. The father of the Pop-Tart 
has passed away. No. William Post, the man credited with inventing the Pop-Tart, has passed away at the age of 96. Do you, do you presently have Pop-Tarts at your house? Oh, we do. We do, too. We do. And every parent who wants to half-ass a breakfast for their kids (laughs) also (laughs) has Pop-Tarts in their house right now. I promise you. Does it? That's so true. You're running late. You want to half-ass a, a, a breakfast before the kids go to school. Yeah, just give them a cold Pop-Tart on the bus. <laughs> Every parent's been there. Does it make me a horrible person that I think he should be buried with that shiny foil wrapper? <laughs> like, put that shiny foil wrapper around him. That's a great idea. At least this guy lived long enough to see his design, his mascot, become this pop culture phenomenon at that college football bowl game. Remember the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot was this giant Pop-Tart? And at the end of the game, he went into like a toaster and he came out a hot yeah. pop tart that the winning coach in the team ate, like this big, <laughs> massive pop tart. I forgot about that. So rest in peace, William Post, ninety-six years old, and here to pay tribute, Peter Griffin and Glenn Quagmire. <laughs> Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. I was sitting in the kitchen one day and I was itching to fill up my belly with the piping hot jelly of the best damn treat in the world. He's talking Pop-Tarts. And I saw a stick of butter and it almost made me shudder and scream like a baby girl. I don't want a giant penis or a rocket trip to Venus. I don't want to win the lottery. I just want to squat and gobble till I'm dizzy and I wobble in a butterfruit. Help me out. Dream. So I put, put butter on a Pop-Tart. It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Roses are red, violets are blue, rhyming is dumb. Happy Valentine's Day. Got a lot going on today. Oh, man. Busy news day, and it's also Valentine's Day. So we're trying to balance things out. We want to make sure you're informed. (laughs) We want to make sure you're up to date. But we also want to have a little fun here on this Hallmark holiday that is Valentine's Day. And great moments in love history night. Yes. Remember when I called my wife, Crystal Hammer, the crazy coupon lady yeah. on the show, and I was trying to be a supporting, loving husband, and it didn't really work out in the way that I thought it would. 
And what I want to do right now is go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on my better half, my wife, Crystal Hammer. Oh, uh, hey, Crystal. Crystal, I just want to say that in these crazy times where everybody is so angry and you're not sure what's going to happen from one night to the next, I just wanted to take this time out and tell you that I love you. Are you serious? This is why you called me. <laughs> this is why I called you. I love you. Shut up, fat ass. God, I hate you. <laughs> hang up. I feel like we got a lot accomplished there. <laughs> Great moments in love. That was a, that was a, I'm sorry. She said, you said, I love you. And her response was, shut up, fat ass. I hate you. God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's make sure you get the quote absolutely correct. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Yeah, it's too bad. This is awful. One dead, multiple people injured in some sort of shooting uh, near the Chiefs' victory parade in Kansas City. It was after the parade was over. Uh, two suspects apprehended. We don't know what the motive was. We don't know if there was some sort of altercation. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, there's footage of some of the fans or some of the uh, citizens chasing down one of the suspected shooters and tackling him. Um, it's it's pretty heroic, but, you know, it's just unfortunate. I, I don't want to speculate on what motivation was or if there was some sort of altercation, but it doesn't, it doesn't look like there was, like, some sort of purposeful mass shooting targeting citizens to me at random yeah speculating just speculating here and i will come on tomorrow if i am proven wrong about this this looks like some sort of conflict a targeted Um, attack if you will not a random yeah um but we'll see as information comes out again multiple people injured one dead and it's just it's you know you're out there celebrating your favorite football team's uh, Super Bowl win, and, right. and something like this happens. Some you know, families out there having a good time. Yeah. You know, maybe the kids got out of school today to go yeah. to the parade, and you know, it sucks, man. There's just horrible people out there. Police say two armed people were taken into custody for quote more investigation. Um, hopefully they throw the book at these people. They never get out of jail again. We'll have more on this throughout the afternoon. I know our newsroom is working on this. And uh, at the top and bottom of the hour, we'll keep you up to date. Now, Nige. Yes. I'm not one for hyperbole. No, no, never. But we may die today. I'm sorry? We all may die today because apparently there's a serious national security threat that's kind of going under the radar a little bit. So check this well, out. Well, not anymore. It's it's pretty big trending on Twitter. In this vague statement released earlier by the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, HPSCI, the chairman, a Republican from Ohio, a guy by the name of Mike Turner, raised a, quote, serious national security threat of which lawmakers have been briefed. Now, this was the tweet. I'm going to read it word for word. Quote, Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden 
declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Yeah. Old man from Billy Madison, your thoughts? You're all gonna die! <laughs> Look, man, I, you know, I think it's pretty convenient that uh, this this comes up. They're, they're saying, uh, sources are telling ABC News it has something to do with Russia, possibly um, relating to space, to sources telling ABC the concern reportedly comes from Russia having a desire to put nuke nuclear weapons in space space we, we nukes don't, don't, sounds like a bad michael bay movie uh, again we don't know speaker of the house johnson said look we got both hands on the wheel on this there's no need for panic um but it's something we're gonna have to deal with eventually we don't you know and then he couldn't say anything more than that that's the thing um, they're being really secretive here like the nsa guy jake sullivan he had a presser earlier today and it was one of those pressers where he wants to get you scared but he can't give you any information is there anything you can say to characterize what this threat is or what country it involves? I mean, should the public be alarmed at this point since he has said this publicly? I'm not in a position to say anything further today. Like I said, I look forward to the discussion with him, and obviously from there we will determine how to proceed. But standing here at the podium today, I, I can't share anything further. I thought it was interesting, um, a Republican representative out of Arizona, Eli Crane, uh, said, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if this had something to do with the fact that FISA is up for review. Anytime you start talking about FISA reform, Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act, anytime you start talking about FISA reform, you know the intel community had this way of bringing out the boogeyman. So FISA, of course, is the oh, okay. way the way that um, you know that's up for review, and that's how the uh, Biden and Obama administration was able to spy on the Trump campaign with those right. phony FISA warrants, warrants um, on, uh, I believe, uh, Carter Page. So um, we may die today, but we may not. According to the NSA, I but just want it, to make that perfectly clear. It, it looks like it's something with Russia and space and their desire to get nukes in space. But I have no, you really don't have any idea yet. And I, I'm assuming within the next 24 to 48 hours, we'll know exactly what this is. How I, confident I, I, again, do you feel that Joe Biden can comprehend the concept of the Russians having nukes in space? <laughs> you can't point out Russia on a map. <laughs> <laughs> he can't point out the map. So, yes. But again, having to do with Russia, if it's something to do with Russia, I find it very convenient. This, You know, the House is now having to consider passing this $60 billion aid package to Ukraine to fight Russia. Right. And now the boogeyman here is saying, oh, boy, we've got this national security threat. Everybody freak out having this something to do presumably with Russia. We don't know for sure. So Chuck Schumer and Todd Young of Indiana, they're probably going to come out and say, we need to keep funding Ukraine because we want them to fight space nukes so we don't have to. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Uh, last night was a bad night for the Republican Party, and it just goes to show why Ronna McDaniel has to go, and there has to be a change in philosophy. She's taken a lot of L's since 2016. A lot of Republican losses, and uh, the fundraising for the Republicans is, is pretty bad. It's, fundraising it's way, is awful. way, way, way down. In fact, I think they might be a million dollars in debt at this point. So special elections in New York and Pennsylvania and mail-in balloting, 
and a bad message from the Republicans all lead to a seat being flipped and blowouts across the board. Yeah, that was the Santos seat in New York, which I don't necessarily think anybody was surprised by that. Santos is a Republican that got there by being a fraud. Uh, he was expelled by Congress. And, well, look, I mean, okay, say what you want, but that got flipped to uh, blue again. That's right. a blue district. But this is what frustrates me. The Republicans were so desperate to be liked by everybody and liked by the Democrats. And we want to be viewed as the good guys. Think the Democrats would have done that? They have a representative no. that pulled a fire alarm to avoid having right. a vote. Yeah. And they rallied around that guy. The Republicans were so desperate to be liked by the cool kids at the table. Okay, we'll get rid of Santos. Well, you morons, you just lost the seat. The Republicans, <laughs> they, they look for reasons to take the L It's sometimes. not like they have a super majority in the House, the Republicans. It right. Just, it got very, it's now even slimmer. It's, it's, it's now even, it's, it's really, really close. And I'm not saying that Santos wasn't a zero. He was, but the Democrats have a lot of zeros. You've got Ilhan Omar. She hates this country. You've got dudes like Bowman pulling the fire alarm, but they rally around their people. The Republicans, okay, we'll get rid of our guy. And then you lost the seat. You get what you deserve sometimes. And this is why there has to be new leadership at the RNC. There has to be new messaging. And I'm sorry, I think this whole push of having outsiders has come to an end. Like we're airing a lot of commercials on this radio station where you hear whatever candidates say he's an outsider. Well, maybe that's not necessarily such a good thing. And here to prove my point, I put together an outsider's oh. political ad about Nigel. Tell me if oh. you think this is going to be an effective <laughs> piece of marketing. Okay. Tired of the same old results? Tired of the status quo? If so, it's time for an outsider. Someone of the outside who has no idea of what the hell to do. <laughs> Nigel Laskowski is that outsider. <laughs> You don't want experience or candidate with connections. You want an outsider. Nigel has never been to any council meetings. Why? Because he's an outsider. Uh -huh. Experienced candidates will crunch numbers for budget and work with other elected leaders. Not Nigel. He's an outsider. Nigel plans to show up to work drunk and then spend most of his day on the toilet. Would an experienced candidate send out a text message of his crank with the caption reading, How's my polling? No, an outsider would. So this year, say goodbye to experience and qualifications. Say hello to a man so dumb that he thought grape nuts was an STD. Nigel Muskowski. That drunk outsider. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Yeah, I got the Trump endorsement, baby. You did. <laughs> He's an outsider. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Oh, yeah! Hammer IndyCar has announced that they're moving the final race of the season in Nashville from the street course to the oval at the Nashville Super Speedway. Are you okay with this? Yes, I'm good with this. I went to the inaugural Music City GP that IndyCar had in Nashville, and it's cool. And the city got behind it. It was a great crowd, great vibe that weekend. And it was cool seeing the race cars drive across that bridge and race across that bridge. But really, the race itself wasn't that great because there wasn't a lot of room to pass around the corners. So once you got past the bridge racing, it wasn't a great race. So now they're going to move it to the Oval while Nashville builds the new football stadium for the Tennessee Titans. That's what this is about. The Titans are having a new stadium built, so downtown's going to have a lot of construction. So they're going to move this race to the suburbs. Um, It's the Nashville Super Speedway, and it's a 1.33-mile oval. Oh, wow, short track. Short track, oval, I love it. I'm here for it. They used to race there back in the day. I think 2008 was the last time the Indy cars were there. Connor Daly put out a tweet earlier today, another oval. I love the streets of Nashville, but I love this a lot. Hashtag more ovals. And I agree with Connor Daly. A Minneapolis couple remodeling their bathroom made a discovery behind a wall. Two love letters. This is a great Valentine's Day story. Two love letters. That could be close to 100 years old. Here are Matt and Carrie talking about the letters and reading from them. It's truly a mystery how any of this stuff made it into our wall. I'm like, am I reading this correctly? Dear Pauline, I presume you think I don't love you because I did not answer your note right away. Are you going to the play? Please tell me if you are going to the play tonight. I hope you still love me, XXXX. Upon reading some of them, we realized it was actually probably more likely a kid, like between the ages of 13 to 18. They were talking about, you know, first lunch, I have study hall this period. All right, a nice romantic story about love letters that are 100 years old trapped behind an old wall in a house. Are you okay with this? No, this is boring. Let me know when it's a suitcase full of money or skeletal remains. <laughs> no, I tell you what I did with our basement downstairs. We we had our basement um, uh, framed out because it was concrete, and I put like a little like a baby fake skeleton. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like you can buy for Halloween, you right, know. Right. I, I put one of those in there. So whoever you know. F- 
you know, 50 years down the road when we're dead and buried. <laughs> somebody tears that out, they're going to find this old skeleton behind the wall. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> well done, sir. I'm okay with that. Yes. A Colorado apartment complex claims that 40 ten- tenants owe them back rent, some up to $4,500. Here is one of the tenants speaking out. I got a demand letter stating that I owe $4,500 on back rent. How do you go a month in a regular apartment complex without paying rent and not getting a demand or an eviction notice? How, let alone six months with 40 plus people not paying? They're psychotic. (laughs) No one's going to pay that back. And I mean, no one. Right now, the company that owns the apartment complex being investigated are you okay with this? No, not okay with any of this. And you said it right there. This company's being investigated over this. So clearly there are some shady things. There are some shenanigans going on here. And listen, it's always been my policy. I don't know if anybody else feels this way. If you feel like somebody is trying to screw you over, wait to pay them because it sounds like some things need to be worked out here. Now, $4,500 is a lot of money. But it sounds like there could be some legal stuff that intervenes here. Or it sounds like there's a clerical error, too. could be explained that way. Yeah. Don't rush to pay somebody just because they say it's due. Find out for sure what's going on in this. And speaking of back pay, uh, Daytona 500 is coming up this weekend. Oh, that's right. Race car driver Greg Biffle. His car was delivered to Daytona. He said he is not going to get in and strap into the car until he gets back pay from 2022 season. He says the team owes him money, and he'll be damned if he gets in there and races for free anymore. So a lot of stories about back pay right now. All right. uh, We just got enough time for this Pearl Jam releasing the title track of their upcoming album. It's called Dark Matter. Here is kind of the chorus. Here we go. Again, it's called Dark Matter. It'll be out April 19th. They'll be here August 26th at Ruoff. I don't know if this is like the kind of the rescheduled because they had to cancel last year. Are you okay with this? Yeah, I'm okay with this. I liked it. I liked what I heard. I there. could tell because you had the white man overbite going on over there, <laughs> bobbing your head with your eyes closed with the white man overbite going on. So I could tell you were feeling it. But for those who are either casual Pearl Jam fans or maybe somebody that's not a Pearl Jam fan at all, this is what every Pearl Jam song sounds like. That's every Pearl Jam song summed up right there. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer. We'll go to the hotline and bring on Tony Kinnett, host of the Tony Kinnett Cast weeknights on 93 WIBC at 7 o'clock. Also, investigative reporter for Daily Signal. Uh, I want to start, I want to ask you about the impeachment of uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas. We'll talk all about that and some other stuff happening. But you have a really interesting article up at uh, DailySignal.com about sort of the hypocrisy, the double standard when it comes to Joe Biden's memory loss. And this uh, report that came out uh, saying that he wasn't fit to stand trial. And can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when President Trump was in office and the left was losing their minds over everything that he did, remember, we had a national scandal for like a week because he tweeted the word Kavfefe and people were pointing out, oh, he's insane. He has mental problems. There was a New York Times article that came out and said, oh, he, you know, you don't even need a doctor to say that he's in mental decline. But all of a sudden, Biden has the worst press conference scandal since Bill Clinton. I mean, it is the worst election year scandal for Democrats, I think, in modern history. It's insane. This was the press conference that he held after the report from the special prosecutor came out about the uh, confidential or classified documents and how he mishandled them, but they weren't going to uh, put him on the stand or stay in trial because he was mentally unfit. Right. Her statement that, that Biden is guilty, it looks like, but uh, he's really too feeble to stand trial. And so Biden gets in front of the country, is supposed to calm everyone down, and instead does the exact opposite in spades. And now the Democrats are saying, well, you know, we, what we really need to do is wait for a real doctor's opinion, and, and none of them can get on the same page, which makes it look worse. And not even White House officials can agree with each other. And even since I posted that article, he's gone in front of the world again. He's like asking God to bless and protect the Speaker of the House. No one knows what's going on. It's it's really bad. And the thing is, Tony, and we talked to Tommy Laren about this yesterday, and I think she makes a great point. I think there's a lot of Democrats who... They were waiting for Joe Biden to make those mistakes in that press conference. They're giving him just enough rope to let him hang himself because they want to bump him off the ticket. Because anybody with common sense, with two cents in their head, had to have known what was coming in that hastily called last-minute press conference with Joe Biden. My, my only pushback on that, and while I really like what Tommy's suggesting, and, and I've thought about this as well, that's not entirely how it works. Biden's missed – the Democrats have missed the deadline to file somebody else. Um, there is not actually writ policy with the DNC where they can – you know, if there's some kind of serious crisis that happens to a candidate that's not expressly physical where they can just – 
you know, switch them out like an Uno game. So they've, again, the, remember the DNC came out earlier this year and at the end of last year and said, we're not even going to talk about holding a primary. It's Biden or bust. And now this is the bed they've made for themselves. The Democrats have been ruling their party by fiat. They screwed over Bernie. They screwed over several other candidates Hillary. in the last couple of decades. Yeah. Hillary. Yeah, exactly. And this is now the situation they're in. They can't get rid of Biden because even the most liberal of SCOTUS justices can't rewrite Democrat national convention policy. Well, see, that's the thing. I wanted to talk about the convention here because I got a gut feeling that they will find some way. Now, I don't know what that way is. And you're right. You're 100% right on the policy. But they will find some way to go to this convention, bump Joe Biden off, and bring somebody else in. Whether that's Gavin Newsom, whether that's Michelle Obama, whether that's Kamala Harris, I don't know. But I've got faith that they will find some way because they stick together. They don't backstab each other like the Republicans do. They'll find some way. Well, so from what I've heard within a few channels that I can't expressly reveal on the air because without a few friends that are in, let's say, more hostile environments, there is some backstabbing that's going on. Gavin Newsom wants to run, but it would require him to keep Kamala Harris on the ticket. They can't do that because the Constitution states the president and the vice president can't be from the same state, which is why that drama about Trump picking DeSantis as his VP was silly. They can't be on the same ticket, according to the U.S. Constitution. And I'm not talking amendments. I'm talking the very original document. So as far as the infighting goes, they just don't have anybody. Michelle doesn't want it. The Democrat governor from Colorado Polis, maybe Shapiro from Pennsylvania, maybe Shapiro was like Fetterman trying to kind of distance from being too insane and running for the presidency right now. Man, I wouldn't want that job. That's so, all I can say. But I'm just saying, like, what if what if Joe Biden says, hey, look, um, you know, my health is sort of in decline. I'm stepping away. Then they do have to make a decision, right? I mean, in terms of I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. His doctor, the White House doctor, has said he doesn't need to take a cognitive test. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. But if something happens, I mean, do you think anything in terms of Biden's health or him stepping away to be with his family, to concentrate on his health, do you think that's a possibility and then what do the democrats do so we were on a stage together not too long ago in which i said that if i had to make a bet i wasn't being glib i wasn't being funny and we were talking about who ends up on the ticket for 24 i said i do not believe that president biden physically makes it to 24 and i wasn't saying that to be mean or to place a bet on another man's life i mean objectively again as someone who helped take care of a man with dementia who's very dear to me my grandfather yeah he, it, it, I, I just don't see it. To answer your question, Nigel, I don't think that he voluntarily steps down because you heard, you heard him talking to the press. He was like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. And again, that's every single dementia patient, especially men. They get extremely angry and stubborn. And Biden's the president. Who above him is going to tell him to step down? Jesus? Like, I don't, I don't, there's no one above him. The people that the, are pretending to be Joe Biden, Tony, because we know he's not calling the shots. I don't disagree. I still think it's more likely that every cabinet official is kind of doing what they will other than Obama pulling the strings. But and I I heard this said the other day, Kurt Schlichter from Town Hall said this to me. He's like, even if Obama directly said, Joe, you need to step down. uh, Joe Biden's dementia is not only working against the country, it's also working against, quote unquote, his handlers. Again, remember, he called that insane press conference 
in the, the night after this disastrous report and then wandered back up to the podium in the middle of it. Biden isn't really listening to almost anyone at this point in the fits of his dementia. And so I think that has to be taken into account. I'm not saying that he can't step down. And if he does, the Democrats are more screwed because they don't have anyone ready. It ain't Pete Buttigieg, that's for sure. They don't have anyone. <laughs> and you know what? We can sit here and talk about how this guy has lost his fastball and he does all these embarrassing things. But after what I witnessed last night in these special elections, Joe Biden could still beat Donald Trump because the Democrat machine right now of mail-in voting, ballot harvesting, the places where it's legal, and hell, the places where it's not legal, they've got this thing down to a science. And I don't see that sense of urgency from anybody at the RNC or even Donald Trump. So I think that the the biggest thing that we need to come to grips with with 24 is two things. Number one, Trump needs to shut his mouth. And I say that as someone who is eager to go vote for Trump, not even begrudgingly voting for Trump. Perhaps I I was in 2020. I think he needs to stop talking and literally just go on stage and point. I don't. And you you can tell that the people that Trump has, like his his uh, individuals representing his foreign policy, et cetera, they get in front of camera and they say great things. Trump needs to focus on just being the guy that goes to the Midwestern town, says, I'm fighting for you. That guy's a disaster. Pointing to Biden calls it a day. That's the first lesson. Number two. Oh, my gosh. Can we actually start doing some Republican mail in voting and ballot harvesting, please? Thank you. Yeah. Like, seriously, I mean, are, do you guys want to win or not? I'm so tired of this new. You guys have heard me say it a billion times now. The Newt Gingrich 1992 model where we knock on doors and then you knock on enough doors and you'll win the election. That doesn't work. It doesn't. How many times has a salesman or someone shown up to your door and asked you to do something or some restaurant server said, hey, would you leave a survey? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do that. And then you forget about them the second you walk out the door. (laughs) Tony Kidder from the Tony Kidder cast and Daily Signal here on the Hammer and Nigel show. The uh, the House finally uh, accomplished something. They uh, impeached DHS Secretary Mayorkas. I think it was warranted. I think he's bad at his job. I think he lied to Congress Mm -hmm. about the secure border. Uh, I like that they did this. I think it sends a good message to the country about how bad this guy is. But um, at the same time, House Speaker uh, Mike Johnson's hands are tied. It's mostly symbolic. I don't even think it's they're trying to skirt around a trial in the even going to trial in the Senate. What do you think about how everything unfolded with this impeachment of Mayorkas? So, first of all, it was a by the skin of the teeth, Yes, which is not Mike Johnson's fault. Everyone thinks, oh, it's Mike Johnson's fault. No, he did not get the majority, the slim majority that he was given in the House of Representatives. That's all Ronna McDaniel, guys. That's just the way it is. But as far as the situation with impeachment goes, I don't think that the goal is actually to get him removed from his position. I said this when I was talking about Mayorkas being the Democrats' albatross. Instead of removing him, what we need to do as Republicans is hold up Mayorkas in front of the country as long as possible and say, here's the little jerk who's causing this entire mess. And the fun part of the impeachment trial, and this is why Democrats are trying to skirt the trial, as you said, Nigel, they don't want a months-long, drawn-out trial where the entire country gets to watch Mayorkas make garbage statements in front of a nation who's actually paying attention this time and basically keep the border in everyone's mind all the way up until November. That's the move. What's coming up on your big show tonight? We're actually going to pick apart uh, George Santos, 
because this entire where we have Republican candidates that waltz up and have these fantastical stories, this can't happen. We're actually going to talk about how to marry the moderate Republican voter to the diehard conservatives and populists and libertarians and everybody else who's like way too into politics. I, like I, I know we got to go, but how big a deal was that that, that George Santos seat flipped from Republican yeah. to Democrat there in New York? Are there really people that are surprised? Like, honestly, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't I, I don't know that anyone was surprised. That surprised me to see tweets and articles that were surprised. Seven o'clock tonight. The Tony Kinnick cast right here at 93 WIBC. Tony, thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. We'll be right back. Hammer and Nigel. What about Happy Valentine's Day. I just want to let you That's Jason Hammer right over there. Hope everybody enjoying their Valentine's Day. Holiday sucks. <laughs> it's a scam. It's made it is. Up holiday. We're two happily married men. It's not like we're bitter single people <laughs> who are mad at the world. This holiday is a scam. Yeah, it's more about the kids anyway these days, isn't it? Uh, did you watch? I mean, I know it's Valentine's Day, but The Bachelor was already handing out roses last night on ABC if you pay attention to that thing. So this is Lee from Hawaii. She apparently doesn't wear her heart on her sleeve. She she keeps it somewhere else. A special moment from The Bachelor last night. In honor of Valentine's Day, here's a special moment from last night on The Bachelor. Maria, would you accept this rose? <laughs> yes, sir. My heart is in my ass. A special moment from last oh. night's The Bachelor. Oh, Happy I, Valentine's Day. Usually, I, I didn't expect that. Usually you wear your heart on your sleeve, not your your buttocks. But that's that. Wow, Bachelor's <laughs> getting good this year. I might have to start tuning in. See if wow. you can tell me these top five uh, country songs for Valentine's Day. All right, I'm gonna do like a little montage. There's five of them. See how good you are on your country music here. These top country songs for Valentine's Day. You ready? Let's go. I'm gonna Oh, Keith Urban. Like this is a lot of weddings. Making memories of yeah. Yep. A lot of first dances right there with that Keith Urban song. Okay, next. Oh, that's Garth. The dance. Oh, you got it. Both of us have worked in country music radio before. Right, this is a classic. Oh, my wife would be crying right now. <laughs> the song i don't know who sings it lady antebellum crazy oh luke combs amazement i like luke combs it's your last one. Oh, this is it tim and faith there you go 